This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi guys, welcome back and happy Thursday. All right guys, so I know everybody is so excited to get into the Vanderpump Rules reunion part one. And I personally, I'm looking at the live chat. I thought it was pretty explosive. I didn't think that there were many things that we learned, but I feel like that's because Bravo and NBC let the cast do so many interviews ahead of the reunion. But I still feel like it delivered as far as giving us context behind what was going on. Now, Shaylee asked a perfect question. What do you guys rate last night's episode? One to 10, 10 being the highest. So go ahead and rate that. And let's welcome Dave Neal. What's up, buddy? How are you? How's it going? Well, you know, just um, picking up my smoking addiction watching this show. I mean, listen, if now, if ever was a good time to pick up a smoking addiction, I feel like now is appropriate. Did you pause on me? Oh, I think Dave might have paused on us, guys. Did did we lose you? You did. Can you see me now? I can see you now. Oh, this is terrible. My internet can't handle the Vanderpump bandwidth here. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's, I mean, to be honest with you, <laughs> it is a lot. I'm, I'm seeing it all over Impact right now. I'm seeing it on Hulu. I'm seeing another documentary. I'm like, this is never ending, man. Yeah, uh, good. I, it's it's fascinating. I'm I'm loving it. They're they're the way that they edit this show and the reunion with all the backstories and the side interviews. I mean, as much as I want to watch it all play out like a podcast, they're doing really good work with it. If you now, since you are a fairly new Vanderpump Rules watcher, one to ten, ten being the highest, what would you have given this? I, I mean, I'd go with eight because it's only part one, so I don't want to give it too high of a rating because I'm hoping part three is a 10. Uh, okay. Well, and I, I feel like part three is going to be when they bring out Raquel. I was just saying this um, downstairs. I was having a conversation about this. Um, I feel like what they're going to do is talk about Sheena's wedding and talk about the restraining order during season or part two of this. And then I feel like towards the end, they're going to phase Sheena out, phase Raquel in. And as they go to ask her the first question, they're going to be like next time on Vanderpump rules. Yeah, I just yeah, you're absolutely right. There, it's, it's this is why I used to, I hate just terrestrial TV because you never get the ending. You know, it's always ne- you know you got to tease for the next week. There, there's no finality to this story, and it's just amazing. The second they turn the cameras on, everybody, James, they just start yelling. But it didn't feel like a Mari Povich fight. I don't know. I it, it was like they were class. They was it wasn't a classy fight, but they were dressed up nice, so it just made it so funny. Yeah, I mean. Again, I felt like this was all coming to a head, but I did want to ask you too, because we heard a little bit about the three separate one-on-ones and they led into the first 10 minutes of the reunion with these one-on-ones. We heard that there were going to be three one-off specials, which by the end of this, they absolutely could be. We don't know yet. And we heard that they were going to be on Peacock. But for starting out this reunion with the three one-on-ones, did that do anything for you? Or did you just think that that was kind of filler? Well, I just... I love that Andy Cohen's like the dad who wants to get the separate stories so he can use it against each other. He would make a great police detective. So yeah, I mean, I thought it was a great, it was great for them to, for him to try to get everyone on record. That way, if they say the wrong thing, they can just rewind the tapes. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And then also when it starts to, Oh, are you there?
I'm going to drop Dave for two seconds and let him um, come back into the room. And then once he comes back into the room, I think that it will probably be better. But Dave, go ahead and come back into the room. Um, Guys, in the meantime, the way that they started off these one-on-ones, I thought was interesting because, again, these were supposed to be three totally separate one-on-ones. And maybe that's the teaser, so we'll watch them at the end. But if you didn't watch, Peacock put on an extended version after last night's episode of Vanderpump. Rules. And it's the version where it's like every F-bomb in the world that you would expect to be dropped was dropped. Let's welcome back Dave. 500 in the room, guys. Smash that like button. Hey, Dave. Sorry, I'm ha- I've switched my internet My internet here. Sorry, I'm, I'm living in a, um, a third world Los Angeles right now. No, you're all right. You're all right. Okay, so when we kicked off the reunion, Tom walks in last, and this guy looks completely defeated. He looks like his life has just come to an end. Yeah, and he starts to cry and everybody just calls him out. I mean, what a wild. And we have to remember that this was months ago, right? When they filmed a couple of six, seven weeks ago. So, oh man, he hadn't even shaved his mustache off yet at this point. And yeah, they're just not going to let him get a word in. They got him on the ropes and they're not going to stop swinging. It was just, it was hilarious to watch. Like when he starts saying, he's like, I just want to thank everyone for being here. And they're all like, you shut up up. (laughs) it's so funny i mean i couldn't imagine the type of therapy the sound guy must need after listening to all of this because he's just in the corner like make it stop um what i love about tom sandoval as a reality tv star villain and is he's he's okay calling other people out even though this is happening to him and it was kind of funny when Andy Cohen mentioned, like, you basically have all cheated. Now, of course, there's different severities to that all. But he's got a point, you know, like they're all having their rounds, but they're all flawed in their own way. Which is funny, because if you see this, like even the way that James is popping off in this first part of the reunion, he's like, just to give you context, like a little backstory here. When Tom first started the show, he had a girlfriend named Kristen that he was in a relationship with for five years. James started bussing tables at Sir, and James kept telling everybody, I'm going to get on the show. So his way of getting on the show was he saw that Tom and Kristen were having issues. He was making music with Tom, and then he started sleeping with Kristen in Tom's bed. So Tom's kind of like, I was in a relationship for five years. You did this to me. And James is like, but the difference is I was 21. I'm not 42. And I'm like... Okay, this is interesting the way that we're reasoning this. Yeah, and by the way, what an amazing um, American dream story to come over from England, start as a busboy, now he's on a reality TV. I mean, this is literally the the, the modern uh, way of making it in the US. Um, yeah, I mean, he's got a point that the ages are different, but it's also like, you know, not much of a point. It's not like he's some classy guy, but you know, you, you, can, you can give him the point on that, that he was young and dumb. But hey, that karma doesn't care about your age. It's going to come back and bite you in the ass. Yeah. And then I was also shocked when there were multiple times like Ariana, especially when they showed the extended version. She's like, don't even look at this. You don't deserve to fucking look at this. And I'm like, she hasn't even begun. She's very like she's holding her composure and she's waiting. She's just sitting there. You can tell she's processing all of the words that are coming out. And she's like, I'm going to make sure not only that I eviscerate you, but I'm going to look damn good doing it. And she sure did. I mean, you know, uh, glow up both physically and spiritually. Um, I, I'll tell you what, though, I, I would absolutely have been Schwartz in this situation where he goes, you know, he tries to start it all off and say, look, no one's saying Sandoval was in the right. He was in the wrong. Absolutely. But we're going to discuss it because it's therapy. And everyone goes, oh, this isn't therapy. And he's like, well, look, I mean, it's kind of the closest thing to group therapy they have. And I agreed with, with Schwartz there that I would have been the I would have been the one as the Titanic Titanic's going down, trying to play the violin, like order, order. But, uh, you know, that wasn't, you know, I, I, I can respect his, like, I don't know if it's like a middle child personality there, but I can respect him being like, no one's saying he did it. You know, no one's trying to make excuses for him, but let's just hear him out. And everyone's like, shut up shorts. You suck too. He's like, yeah, right. <laughs> they're like, you both twiddle D and twiddle little dick. It's like, what? It and just, he's so I, funny when he whispers. He's like, which one am I? Like, he's so funny with that, with that commentary. What a, also, what a combo. Even Lala too, though. Lala was interjecting and, you know, Andy was asking, do you see similarities in the living situation? Because when this all first happened, 
Ariana was at the house and all of her friends were rallying around her. And Tom Sandoval was getting pissed off because he kept walking into his house with all of her friends there. And they were giving him like these dirty looks and they were making him feel unwelcome in his own home. So he would come in and flip out and be like, everybody needs to get the f- out of my house. Well, Malala was asked about this and she said, this kind of hits home to me because me personally, when I was in the situation, Randall was always gone. And in the moment that I didn't want to be in the situation anymore, it was like I could not get him to leave the house. So she goes on to call Sandoval a narcissist and says he's incredibly dangerous. And this is where Lisa Vanderpump interjected. Yeah, and I would probably side with Lisa Although I do think he's I, I do think Sandoval's obviously got problematic behavior, but does that mean he's dangerous? And how are we defining danger? Is he a physical danger to somebody? I don't believe so. Could he could he mess someone's heart up? Yeah. And if that's what you want to say is dangerous, but would I compare him to Randall? I mean, it's a stretch. Randall was using his position of power to, you know, coerce people into having sex with him and this and that. You could, I mean, you could argue everybody uses their position of power, but um, Sandoval doesn't have anything to offer other than some fame for dating a reality guy. But that's already like, I, I don't know if that's him using his his power over others. I think he, I think there's a difference between an f boy cheater. And what Randall did, and it's a it's a tough leap to make. Well, I agree with that. I, I agree that they're not they're not on the same level. But I think a lot of people felt like Tom Sandoval had the ability to use his rank on the show to manipulate Raquel. But I think that goes both ways too, because I feel like she also saw him as like one of the top dogs on the show, and she was like, "Hey, if I'm with him, well, that kind of yeah, makes she's- me a prominent position." She's not an intern. He's not the president. It's 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 more. Yeah, he had a top position on the show and she but she was a willing participant. And I think she's getting treated as such. I think she's getting treated as like, hey, you're the homewrecker. And he's also uh, as guilty in his own way. And no one's like skirting who's who's innocent here. They're both guilty. And um you know, uh, I, I I think it's I think exposing someone for like their fraudulent behavior and their manipulation is great. I just think it's like there are severities to crimes. Sandoval did not commit a crime here. And I, I believe Randall is being looked at for for crimes or at least, you know, like, you know, Sandoval was messy. It was wrong. And um, everyone can feel hurt about that because no one wants to be led astray and no one wants to have their heart crushed and ripped out like this it's a product of yeah i mean he should have broken up with her dealt with the heat from that but because he kicked the can down the road it's way worse and that's that's all it is that's all it is donna gunter said how great what um was the look on tom's face when he heard that katie and ariana have made two hundred thousand dollars selling their something about her merch which holy shit i love capitalism and I love when reality stars can milk whatever they're milking. I was going to try to go to her Raising Cane drive through thing, but it's in El Segundo. I'm, it, you know, it would have been an hour drive during my rush hour of work. But um, I love it. It's like cash it all in. There's going to be a small percentage, 10% of, the, of your audience is going to be like, oh, she's just trying to make money off of it. Cash it in. Just monetize it. Cash all of it in. Yeah, if- take it to the bank. And and anybody who doesn't do that doesn't understand. Her heart is broken and she's going to have to piece it all together. Mine as well cover a year's mortgage. Yeah. And I mean, with the price of these shirts, like, honestly, their stuff is not really bad priced. Yeah, I mean, you gotta have you gotta have merch in today's world, and to have something, it's kind of like if um if if uh, you know how it works, if if someone commits an injustice in a, in a video and it goes viral, or like say some teacher gets punched by a student, and then you find the teacher's Venmo, and then everyone donates ten grand to the teacher. Good, it's a it's victimless. It's great to see if Ariana can make a million bucks out of this cool um if she does something if she crosses the line and starts doing something that hurts the the mental health of raquel or whatever you know uh, then you could look at her in a certain way but right now it's like no she got she got broken up with she got cheated on all these things and um good for her take all the commercials uh corporations are jumping onto it because everybody loves a story like this it's the it's the first thing that's united our country since uh in a long time <laughs> Scandaval. Thanks, Scandaval. 
Also, by the way, I wanted to play this for you really quick because it was before um, Sandoval actually ended up going out on the reunion. Guys, there's over a thousand in the room. Smash that like button and take a look at this video really quick. Thank you to Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast. I'm a little, I'm scared, um, but I feel a, a little bit of calmness. Uh, I'm looking forward to just getting through it. I can't really say specifically, but just, I don't know. I'm sure there'll be a lot getting getting taken off my chest. What are you hoping for at the end of the day today? Resolution and moving on. Uh, um. Okay, hold on. Like I have felt such extremes in weeks past. So today I almost feel like I've felt like all of my feelings so strongly that I'm. So she's like, let's just get to the fucking point and fight this out. I'm not a voice expert, but the way Sandoval talks is hilarious. He he like come he tries to talk out of his throat to like lower his voice. And it's so funny to me because you know, look, everyone's messed up. And I always try to look at people as how they would be as like a child or something. And he's just, you know, he probably came to LA like most people do, looking for something out of life. And he's gotta finally realize that he's not gonna get it from some reality show or from fame and verification. And hope hopefully, I mean, he's Redeem. I think he's redeemable. I think most people are, um, but some pe- some people have to fall a lot harder than others. Some some people might not not be famous and they cheat on their girl with their secretary, whatever, and they learn their lessons and move on. Sandoval's got to do it in front of people. But I do think I do think we like a redemption story. I think we just need to see him fully feel that bottom, and I think maybe not season eleven, maybe season twelve. We'll be we'll start rooting him on as he as he um be, because I believe Ariana is going to perfectly be fine with all of the opportunities she has. I think a portion of the audience will be like, all right, Sandoval, like, let's see if let's see where he can come from if he ditches the defensiveness and the ego and actually tries to, to like go back to some authentic, um, you know, uh, recovery. Okay, well, and also. With Sandoval, too, you know, I don't think anybody's wondering whether or not he'll come back. Right now, the question is, it's surrounding Raquel. There was this whole rumor that she was pregnant, but the executive producer came out and said, no, she's not pregnant. She's not hiding out at her grandmother's in Tucson trying to hide a baby. She's actually just trying to take some time for herself. And they don't know if she'll come back because her family is trying so hard to convince her, stop the reality TV shenanigans. So she might actually not come back, which would leave that gap for Sandoval to work his way back in. I think there's a world where she comes back, but gets off of social media. So it's two different things. You can be a reality star, but not be on social media. And I think that's what she needs to do. Uh, because if you really take away the internet, if you've ever had an issue, I mean, I've had this where audiences get upset about something you said or whatever, you just turn your phone off and go back to living life and have a healthy, you start eating healthy and going to the gym and, and working on yourself all that dissipates. We're all humans. No one's and trust me. I mean, Raquel as fa- as big as this story is, I'm sure she can walk down the street. Fine. I'm sure she can. Almost every villain from every reality sh- show says in real life, the bullying's just online. So I think she could have it both ways, but it'll take a lot of effort to, to get out of her DMS, live her life, maybe have an assistant cover her social media. You know, you live in a world where you need social media, but you cannot like, I, there was some, a villain, a guy that was villainized on the bachelor. His name was Tino. He cheated on his. I remember Tino. Yeah. And I tried to message him just to be like, Hey man, get through this. You're going to be okay. Because everyone's like, you know, it, it can be rough out there. And it was his buddy goes, Hey, I'm actually running Tino's account while he kind of, uh, you know, you know, blow some steam off. And I was like, wow, how, how nice to have a friend to do that. Once you do that and get away from the addiction of the social media, I think you can actually start living for you and not for what others want you to be. She made a mistake. Um, I, I would, I, my personal advice to her would be own up to it, go on the show and just try to be a better human. Because, you know, if you don't go on the show, you might as well, like if Ariana is going to monetize it, I think Ra- Raquel should as well in a positive way, which is go on the show and just try to be a better, better person. If they will in fact film with her and if they won't, then who knows how though? I mean, honestly, I'm curious to see how this plays out. I think it's such a mistake. I get that the cast. So, the executive producer, Alex Baskin, also said that there's something that's going to come out in the reunion that's going to shock the entire cast. 
However, I don't understand what they mean by that because the entire cast was at the reunion. So what would be coming out and surfacing that we don't or that they don't know that would be so shocking to them? And he said, once this comes out, we don't know who will want to return to the show. So I'm like, well, then what could that be? And that kind of makes me wonder because they put off filming. Normally, they would pick up cameras in May, June or end of May, early June, maybe end of June. They would pick up the cameras. And now I'm wondering, are we going to push this off? And I think it's the worst time to push it off because it's still so fresh. So you might as well keep catching everything that is going on, like Ariana and Katie, especially Ariana. She's all over the place. She's like at one place and she's pitching chicken wings. The other place she's at Bloomingdale's. The other one she's at the White House. Like roll the cameras. Yeah, they're not. None of these reality stars in my opinion, are bigger than the show. Whenever, like on The Bachelor, you'll see someone like Tasha. She leaves the show because she got enough social media following that she can just prosper without the show. I don't see that happening here. The, the, the show is such a through line for everything that they do that I, I think my, my thought is the only thing that could keep them from wanting to go back on the show is some sort of deep mistrust between them and the producers. And I can't imagine Andy Cohen and, and in the reunion exposing the producers. I feel like the producers are the only people that are going to be guarded here. So I, I can't imagine what it would be other than some grand conspiracy that a bunch of higher up people knew this was going on. But as, as we've seen, there's no way that Lisa Vanderpump and others would have known that this was going on because they would have prepared for this no one was prepared for it and right. no one in real no one in tv is gonna not be prepared if they think there's a big earthquake coming that's what i mean is like what else because they've already debunked the raquel pregnancy thing so unless it was production knowing i i either thought that or it would be potentially lisa vanderpump knowing something but with the way that she's acting so shocked they're not going to make lisa look like a fool she's an ep yeah, and as a uh, sort of new viewer of the show, I'm shocked the way Lala was speaking towards Lisa. I was like, oh, this is like they're, they're higher up. I mean, the fact that they would get so mad at the way Raquel spoke to Katie's mom and then be so disrespectful to Lisa, their boss and elder and person who's given them every opportunity they have. I just as an outsider, I watched that going. Oh, if I were there, I would have called that out to be like, oh, really? We're going to get so mad at the way we're talking to Katie's mom, but then we're just going to, you know, bite the hand that feeds here. Right. Especially when Lisa was trying to give her opinion and she's like, I didn't ask for second opinion. She's like, well, I'm giving you my opinion. She's like, and great. I'm rejecting it. You're rejecting. He's like, well, the show's not about Lala's opinion. The show's about a reunion and, and hearing from everybody involved. And, and what those are the funniest part. I love how they break the fourth wall. The funniest, funniest part was Lisa goes, we're here for 10 hours. Calm down, everybody. Like she's got such mature energy. She's like, we're going to get to it all. You know, they all came out just like a bunch of, uh, you know, b- dogs bark, like those dogs, when the police, you know, the police dogs come out of the car, blah, blah, blah. and it's like, okay, calm down. It's gonna be a long day. Your Adderall's not going to last this long. If we, uh, just blow it all in the beginning moments. And Lala was like, right away, she's like, that's okay. And we have the energy to last for 10 hours. Yeah, it's just such a hunger games. They're all dressed up, spray tanned, the long fingernails. These fingernails, I'm telling you, this is going to sound sexist, but like my wife started getting the long fingernails. She can't do anything anymore. I'm opening every, she can't even flush the toilet. She had to get like this, this like screwed because we have the push down flush. She, her fingernails, can't, you know, I'm like, so when I see these, when I see the women with their long fingernails, all doing, they're, they're so useless up there. They're perfect. I mean, uh, they look gorgeous, but um, it's, it's just funny to watch the, the blue collar drama with the uh, white collar outfits. You know what I mean? You're like, what the fuck are we doing with it? This is the true definition of beauty is pain. Beauty is. is pain. All right. So as we move on, Tom Schwartz obviously does not have his timeline in order because he starts talking about it. And he's like, when did you find out? He's like, listen, in July, he confided in me. And then in August, he told me. And Sandoval's like, August, dude. And they're like, did you not get your timelines right? And Ariana made a good point. She's like, you were too busy coaching that rat when you should have been coaching this one. And you know, for a fact, they all know the reunion's coming. They're all sitting down together. They're trying to get their stories straight. Tom and Raquel, that's why Andy wanted to do the separate one-on-ones. He wanted to pull them apart. He probably blindsided them with the one-on-ones, probably told them last minute. 
And then he probably just got them on the spot. That way he could fact check for everything that they said during the reunion in front of everybody else. Yeah. And of course he does such a good job where he label, he like kind of plays it off as like wanting, wanting them to each have their moment. But yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. And any time where there's a controversy, a detective is going to separate the, 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 the potential criminals and they're going to try to get them to say things. That's why you need a lawyer present. Uh, Sandoval didn't have a lawyer present. Schwartz didn't. And then uh, he caught them. And, and um, I mean, I look at it as this, could it, and this might be naive of me. Could it have been that that Schwartz really didn't remember? I don't know. There are plenty of uh, uh, details to things in life I forget. But if someone's cheating, you would think that that's such a big deal that you would remember where you were when you found out and this and that. So most likely, yeah, they just didn't have their story together. And Schwartz, like we said last time, he is just stuck in the middle of this. I mean, what do you do? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I, you know, in, in in most scenarios in life, somebody would defend their friend, tell a white lie, whatever. But it's not done with Andy Cohen uh, with timestamps and video in 10 years. I mean, the editors on this show, the archival footage they have, this show for I'm, I'm assuming has a relatively small budget is crushing the edit. They are just doing such a good job with how they're covering all of this. No, I mean, you're right, but they have been around for so long at this point. They have, they have the footage, which is crazy. Um, all right. So as we move on to another situation that got brought up, since we're all feeling bad for Tom shorts right now was Katie and Tom's divorce. Now, we got the friend code issue. He was saying that he was at the lowest point of his life. And then you saw where he's like, dude, I was going broke. And Katie's like, it doesn't matter. My one thing with you was to not hook up with someone in the friend group. He's like, what does that matter? You were still in our bed, leaving our house, hooking up with other people while we were still living together and going through a divorce. She's like, it's different for you. It seems like there's a lot of double standards here, but for you, do you see? more her side of this or his side? Well, I'll tell you this, uh, you know, just like anyone who watches this with their significant other, my wife and I, th this, it, this specific issue le led to not a fight, but she was like, how are you siding with him? I think he violated the boundary that they both agreed to. And I think that she overreacted past what the punishable offense should be. He kind of apologized. I think he apologized. He was like, yeah, yeah. But he kept on getting dragged on and on and he can't win Katie's approval. And I think he wouldn't have won her approval anyway. This is just the thing that a divorced couple is going to fight about. Um, I think he needs to stop worrying about her. And I think that's what he did when he violated her boundaries. He was like, you know what? I've been bummed out. I needed this. Should he have hooked up with someone outside the friend circle? Yeah, should, there's, there's probably a million women he could have hooked up with outside the friend circle. But I just don't think her punishment fit the crime. Right. And, and, and the punishment being that she just dragged it on and on. And they're still talking. I mean, this was the whole season storyline before Sandoval, Scandoval broke. No, it's true. And, you know, like he he did say multiple times, I didn't say anything about you hooking up with people while we were in the house together. So it kind of it did make people think for sure. And then another situation I didn't totally understand was I knew that Katie and Sheena had unsettled beef going into the reunion. But I, re I remember them putting everything aside to rally around Ariana. And then you see where Andy Cohen starts talking to Sheena and Lala about how their relationship has started to now improve and build so much so that Lala just bought the house that's exactly right next door to Sheena, right? So Andy asks, like, how does Katie feel about this? And Katie's like, to be honest with you, had I have done this to her, I think it would have been a bigger issue. Does this feel a little high school to you? It, I mean, it all, <laughs> it all does. You're only as, um, what, mature as the time you got famous. So we've got a bunch of people in their thirties acting like their early twenties. I don't even know. I mean, it's so far down when they're discussing this, um, the, the, in my head, I'm like, can we go back to the scandal? Cause this is just not imp important to me. It, it's so petty. It, it's like they're, they're, they're arguing over such little things when there's a much bigger story that's come along. Um, so I don't know. I mean, uh, there's so many different scenarios where everyone's going, well, if I did this, you would have done that, but they've all got such 
poor they've all got such poor history with the way they've treated each other that you can't ha- you can't make one argument without calling somebody else for oh you cheated on her well you cheated on him with her and it's like there's no morality barometer to judge it all by uh, you just, i mean <laughs> it's a shit show that's why they have the ratings yeah that's, that ariana should hire bodito see there you go well, there was another person who was brought up as a part of the scandal, and that would be Tom Schwartz's roommate, Joe. Now, Joe's been called psycho. She's been called crazy. She's been called just this girl who is not a part of the show has been called everything in the book. And you could tell based off of her face being um, blurred in almost every photo that she did not sign off to be a part of the show. She doesn't want them showing anything to do with her, I'm sure. And Tom has asked about his relationship with her. Well, she used to be best friends with Kristen Doty, and then she ended up moving in with Tom Schwartz and blocking Kristen, and they became fast friends with benefits. They're not boyfriend and girlfriend, but friends with benefits. So the cast ends up calling them out saying, you guys were going on double dates. He's like, we didn't go on double dates. They're like, you went to Big Bear in January. And this girl, the minute that this affair broke, she she sent a group message to Ariana, Tom, and Raquel and said, listen, I love all of you guys equally. I'm so sorry that this happened. And Ariana and everybody else is like, why the f*** are you texting us? And why are you putting me and Tom and Raquel on a group text? Like, what are you thinking? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah, and this is what makes... This is what every reality TV show could dream of. Having such parasocial, like parallel universes that don't even make the cut. Because then as an audience, you get to look at the screen grabs, know a whole storyline that's happening off camera. It's it's just gold. I, I, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to watch this as a new person going, wait, Joe, who's Joe? And then you've got like women with men's names. I'm just so confused. I need like, they they really should have a cheat sheet that you can flip through like a sort of a thesaurus or or a, uh, what's it called? A, um, I don't know, citations and stuff. But, um, my brain hurts from, from these side storylines, but Hey, list of cast names. Yeah, I mean, and it's so funny how they go, you know, the semantics involved. It wasn't a double date. Then they show the photo. Well, we weren't dating. It's like, okay, you you went, you banged on a ski slope. You don't not bang on a ski slope. You know what I mean? Just call it what it is. But call it what it is. He's single. And I mean, some people can separate like friends with benefits can work for some people. I mean, usually someone catches feelings and it doesn't work. But in this case, it's like, He's allowed the physical release of of hooking up with somebody without the emotional side of things coming off of a long relationship. And um, who was it? Someone accused Katie of of bullying her with the screen grabs. The fact that they all have screen grabs of each other is hilarious. It's almost like the contract states we get access to all of your DMs. It's so funny that they've just popped these up and then we have to pause it and then read it and then go back. It's just so funny. It's just like a whodunit of of something that really doesn't matter. I believe too. Um, by the way, thank you, Tiffany Beckencourt. Uh, we uh, Beckencourt, we appreciate you. Um, I believe too. The reason that they do this is because I think that reality TV stars have gotten so smart that when they go to the reunions and when they have these conversations during filming, like I know during filming that they have to take photos of every filming moment. Like they have to take group shots and stuff like that. That way, when that episode airs, they can promote them. But I also feel like they have to keep like strong receipts when it comes to the text conversation so they can circle back if something comes up at the reunion and they could be like, no, bitch, it's right here. I got it right here. I know exactly what you said. So let's put this to bed. Right there. Yeah, I mean, in today's world, you have to have, I mean, you don't, I mean, as as normal people, you, it, I mean, it can, always, it, you never want to delete anything. You want proof that if someone calls you out, you can go actually in March and uh, that's not how it went because we finally have this litigious world where we can show evidence of conversations or, you know, what was deleted or, because, you know, it's you, you in the end, if, if, 
possible people will mischaracterize each other f- to win an argument and you need and you need to be fair and say that's not what happened now what what's tough with the with the scandal is so much happened off camera that were that people are thirsty to piece together the evidence they just want to know how badly schwartz was involved in all of this and i mean my, my guess is schwartz knew that that sandoval hooked up with raquel thought it wasn't going to happen again. And of course, in that case, didn't want anyone to know. So he, he was a unwilling participant in the lie. Right. Well, also somebody just said, Billy, Lisa was a bit disrespectful to Ariana. I thought it was interesting to see the conversation that transpired between Ariana and Lisa when she was like, well, if she chooses to continue relationships with them, then you know, that our relationship, well, yeah, it'll be a little bit different. And Lisa was like, what does that mean? And she's like, I just won't confide in you the same way and do whatever you want with your business. I'm not going to tell you what to do. And I was like, oh, oh, I, Lisa's like, girl, you're not doing that shit to me. I'm the, I put you on the show. Yeah, that's where I think Ariana started flying a little too close to the sun. I understand the feelings she's having, but it's like, hold on. This isn't your friend deciding to go to Sandoval's birthday party. She's got a vested invest. Like she has an investment with this guy. It's a business partner. And it kind of felt like Ariana said, said that like, Oh, well, you know, no one's anyone who's friends with me is going to be friends with him. And then Lisa called her bluff. And then she kind of backtracked. It was like, Oh no, Lisa knows what's good for her business. But her tone initially was like, well, we'll see what Lisa decides to do. That was like her tone. And Lisa's like, is that what I decide to do? I've got money and a stake in this game and you guys can work out all your petty bullshit. I'm in, this is like the adult leagues and you guys are all kind of just, this is not, we're not having the same conversation here. And then Ariana kind of was like, yeah, yeah, you got a point. And she kind of shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa's like, we have um, millions of dollars put into this right now. So your feelings and whatever you guys are doing or where he's putting his thing, that is none of my business. And I love too, when she's like, they have 5%, which they both have 2.5% which is not as strong, obviously, like, from my understanding, they haven't seen, like, any profits from being a part of the business. It's just something where they get to say they're a part of the business, and it plays into the show very well. And then they get to show up, like I said before, like Mickey and Minnie, and they're like, hey, boys and girls, like, welcome to Tom Tom. And people are like, oh, my God, you guys are actually here. And they're like, yes, yes, we are here. You should get a Tom Tom shot and do all the hands things, like, with the bar. They're like, yeah. <laughs> and then Schwartz is like, this is a, what I like to call a Michelob Ultra. And they're like, a Michelob Ultra? He's like, maybe it is, maybe it's not. What the fuck yeah, does they, that mean? Like, it's nothing, really are, but it's yeah. a show and people love it. They really are so Tweedledee and Tweedledum the way they kind of come in being like, all right, you know, I could just see them like going in and looking in the dishwasher, making like putting their, is everything clean? Like I could just see them being this like the Dude, show. They were the more. worst with it. They were, I remember when we, I remember when we first opened Tom Tom and they were filming for the Daily Mail party and they both show up in these white suits and production was like, we need to make it look like you guys are like doing something. So what do you guys want to do? Like, how about the bathroom? So then they go in and they act like they're cleaning the bathrooms. And Sandoval walks out and hands me the the fucking paper towel. And he's like, here, man, sorry, we had to film a scene. I'm like, throw it. I'm not touching that. I remember saying I'm not touching that. And he started laughing. And he's like, what's wrong, dude? And they're like, why don't we take you guys upstairs to the kitchen and we'll make it look like you guys are batching some cocktails. So they get up there and Tom Sandoval's like, dude, man, these cocktails, like we're never going to be ready for the opening in time. And Schwartz is like, dude, opening a bar is so hard. I'm like, are you guys kidding me right now? Like the whole thing was just such a hilarious joke to be on the inside of it and see that you guys get to walk in, hair and makeup, full suit. And they're like, film a couple scenes here and there, five minutes here, five minutes there to make it look like you guys are really doing something. They act like they just like did this whole production. And then you guys get to play mascot. My God, give me a break. Yeah, you've got no kitchen staff and they're worried about like toilet paper origami. They're like, put, <laughs> I, I mean, they're, look, they're good at what they do. They have good, they have strong characters as, as far as the show's concerned. Like the Sandoval shorts, the, the characters there are like goofy. They're, they're petty. They're, they're just brotherly the way they'll fight on the dime with each other. I mean, it really makes for good TV. Um, I, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it, what you see with Lisa is like she's obviously a very successful businesswoman, and and if someone's trying to get in the way of somebody's money, you see like the, the fangs come out, and Lisa is just like she's just like, no, this isn't it. Your 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 takes are not right. I'm any anyone who's. I mean, I have people within my community that I really despise, but if they wanted to come on my podcast and it helps my business. That's more important to me. I put my ego aside for the business. Oh, you know what I mean? And Lisa's that same way. And who wouldn't be like, like, you know, Ariana's going to get over her breakup and she's going to thrive afterwards. And Lisa's going to still do business with Sandoval. She's not going to tell Ariana all of Sandoval's details, but she's still going to do her business. I mean, I, I, Ariana, this was weeks after Ariana's, you know, uh, uh, world change. So you can understand she's sort of like, and I don't want to say angry without a cause. She's rightful, but Lisa ain't it. That's not her right. enemy. Right. And also, to be fair, knowing what they know, being the ones who are on the show, they know how this works. And they know that Lisa's job at the beginning of every season is figuring out what's going on with the cast, what's the drama, who's getting along with who, who's not. And she has to act as sort of a mother character to all of them because she's always telling each one, what they're doing wrong, or I'm so proud of you, or you need to go have this conversation. It's been her role the entire time before she was a lot harder on them. And now as you can see, they get away with speaking to her like a little bit crazy, which would never have happened in the very beginning. But I think it's like, she can't just fire anybody from the show. Now she now has to go through NBC. NBC makes the decisions on the show with casting. She can give an input, but she can't just fire them. Even when she fired Kristen Doty a long time ago from the restaurant, Bravo was like, well, we're keeping her on the show. So then they would just film her in different scenes. Yeah, you know, so the way I this whole like I, idea where the line is drawn in the sand, it's so like sitcom whenever like you have like on Full House, I'm not going onto your side of the room, but that side of the room has the, the door. So they've got to climb through the window. It's kind of just like it's such a basic plot that's going to happen. I was having this conversation with Reality Steve, who, of course, covers Bachelor, and he has got into Vanderpump about the same time I did. So we're both kind of naive in our thoughts about it. But I was on his podcast today. This It, it aired this morning. And we were discussing the fact that, look, Ariana says, no, I'm not going to film with with Raquel or Sandoval, but she's going to get over the pain she's feeling, the anger. She's going to thrive and Sandoval is no longer going to mean much to her. And she's probably going to realize that for the ratings of the show, which is going to be to her own success, it's going to benefit her to be in the same room as him for certain scenes. They might have some bar scene where there's an invisible line in the ground and Raquel knows not to cross it and she doesn't cross it, but they still make eye contact. Like they're going to have to get that probably in the next season. And then it's going to slowly get, go back to maybe not Raquel, but Sandoval and Ariana like intermingling. I, th- I, th- I see that happening as soon as Ariana's like, you know what? I don't even care about him anymore. Whatever. If it's good for ratings, good. Who cares? I think that's where it'll get to eventually. Or what they'll do is they'll have Ariana and the rest of the girls in a situation where they set them up for a call time at like a lunch at like some random place. Um, let's just for shits and giggles, call it Tom Tom. Like, okay, all of you guys are meeting at Tom Tom at 12 and they're sitting there and they're like, oh my God, girls, what's it been like since like filming last season? Girl, my summer was crazy. Is that Raquel? Oh my God, that is Raquel. And then like Q and Raquel where productions like Raquel, their call time is at 12. We need you to come in at 1230. You're shocked. You're just there to talk to Lisa and you didn't know that they were going to be here. And then Ariana is probably going to get pissed and be like, you motherfuckers. You put me in a situation that I said, do not put me in. And then we're going to have, it's going to be like one of those things where you talk about the parasocial. We're going to hear all over page six that these filming moments are happening while they're filming the new season. And we're going to, I mean, it's going to be like, we already know the new season before it's happening. Yeah. And it's kind of like um, when you, when there's a new movie coming out and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, you, you're not going to believe what's what's about to go down in this movie. It's the same sort of like free press that you get. And I mean, talk about free press. The, the, they've literally gotten billions of impressions off of this through TikTok and and everything. My, um, it'll be, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how they film it all, but have they done previous reunion episodes where they break the fourth wall so much? I mean, on this episode, they had, they had the wide shot following Tom Sandoval as he walked onto set. And I just loved that they brought the viewer back to see all of the, 
Um, all the producers going, like, Tom, Tom's coming. Tom's on his way. They, they showed all of that. And a traditional show like The Bachelor never shows that. But I found that to be more interesting than than anything else. Do they always do that? No, so they started doing that in the last few years um, where they were showing more. And it seemed like they were doing it with the housewives first to use it as sort of filler when the housewives would take breaks for their lunches. And, you know, like when they would be on the reunion set, they would be on it for 10 to 14 hours in one day. So they were following them on their breaks and those breaks were being used in the reunions. And I think people really liked that because those were um, off cuff conversations, I guess that people weren't expecting, but then for the real housewives of Salt Lake city, it seemed like they used it as a filler for this last reunion. And then people got upset, but I did an interview with a housewife who was, she claimed, like she says she was canceled. Her name's Kelly Dodd. She was on the real housewives of orange County. And one of the things that she fought with producers about so much was she would always tell them our drama with you guys and the drama breaking the fourth wall is 10 times more entertaining than this manufactured bullshit that you guys are wanting us to film for a show. So why don't we start breaking the fourth wall? Now she's gone off of Bravo, but they have definitely started breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, audiences are too smart to just watch a show on a stage set where Cohen leads everyone through it. They want to see the Kennedy James walking out the door and you know, the way that producers, the, you know, the, they had the moment where producers were like, talk, use your, use your words, not your fists. Like those yeah. side things are brilliant to include. So funny and just overly dramatic. Yeah. I mean, they're what they, they, the, the blueprint for how to shoot reality is Vanderpump right now. They are, I mean, on, and they're lucky that they've got this in this like sort of black swan event. This is a black swan event. This is unlike anything that I think these reality shows really could ask for, which is the deceit, the best friends, you know. But what they're doing is they're just nailing this opportunity. I mean, just nailing it with with the way they're editing this together. I agree with that. And then another question I wanted to ask you was about Shorts and Sandys because they're asked about their business and they talk about how at first they were getting really bad reviews, but the food has been really good. Lala even said the food's great. And they were talking about how is the business doing now? Well, Tom Schwartz obviously put all of his life savings into this business. It cost him his relationship to some degree. He goes into all of the details and Tom Sandoval took $250,000 as an investment out of his mother's re retirement which his mother obviously gave him. But when you look at the longevity of this, like now we have other cast members who are coming out saying that Tom Sandoval owes the IRS. The business is failing. I just went there the other night. It's not doing well. It's a matter of time. What are your thoughts? I mean, I, from what I know, you haven't owned a bar, but I'm curious. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Dave and Dave's. Uh, <laughs> no, I, um, Look, I, I think I think restaurants are a good example where there's no such thing as bad publicity. There might right. be bad pub publicity if there's a sponsorship that, you know, you know, say Sandoval was sponsored by SoFi. Uh, SoFi is going to fire him and they're going to hire Ariana. Like like that's right. that's a time when there's such thing as bad publicity with a restaurant. Either people come in and order food or they don't. So many people know about this. Like I haven't been there yet, but sure. Surely there'll be a time when I'm hungry with my wife. and I'm like, hey, let's go buy, you know, let's go by there and get some tuna tartar tacos or whatever the hell those things are you know so i the feel lobster like corn dogs yeah and i'm uh, curiosity factor alone yeah they're gonna get some bad yelp reviews but who's going oh shorts and whatever they're whatever you know who's going oh they have a 3.2 yelp review no you're either gonna go and eat the food or not yelp reviews work when it's like some new chinese restaurant in town you're like i don't know if i trust this but for a for an american bar that's you're there to buy overpriced drinks. I don't think the Yelp review is going to change people too much. And Yelp is getting rid of reviews that were there for just malicious reasons anyway. So they already wiped the bad one, one star reviews from months ago. And now that this is getting relived, they're, they're continuing to wipe away those reviews. So I don't think that's going to affect their business, but it would for sure piss off the, some of the, some of their investors and, and things like that. But I don't think any less amount of people are going to show up be because this has happened. I, I don't know. I just don't buy that. Okay. Well, and then my last question for you, I guess, would be going into the next part of the reunion. What are you looking forward to most? I think, I think what'll be interesting is to see 
how Raquel, how she deals with the clear violations she's made, if she'll be defensive at all, because, you know, it's human nature to be defensive. It comes off horrible when you are, but she's clearly not the most evolved person on the show because she's messy. So chances are she's going to come out firing because she's going to be attacked from so many other people. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of watching it with, I don't have much, um, sort of uh i don't i don't have uh much of an expectation but i know it's going to be good i i like that you're like i don't really know what exactly i'm watching for but i will be watching with my wife hoping that it's not triggering in some way and then i get to just come have a conversation about it yeah man we are just so boring compared to this drama and when you hear them talk about i mean like i'm sandoval's age i mean i i you know i just do stand-up comedy so i go to bar shows and things like that but i can't tell you the last time i was out late just for the sake of being out late. I don't I mean like well, who's got the time. So all of this drama they have, it's like, yeah, if you're out partying after midnight with your coworkers and you are already uh, morally compromised, things are going to go down or, yeah. or at least you'll be in the, in the, in the arena where things could go down. Why tempt yourself? Like this didn't even happen when they were filming or anything. So it's like this idea that they go out for hours on end and party after business meetings. It, I, I agree with Ariana when she was on a Call Her Daddy podcast. And I think she talked about like, why would he? I expected him to grow up. Like this is the stuff you do in your 20s. And you're like, so it's like, all right, you know, maybe you're 34 and you're still going out once in a while. But he's 39, 40, what, 42, whatever he is. And he's still cheating he's going out drinking with someone in their 20s like yeah his priorities were all off regardless of whether he ended up cheating or not obviously he did but yeah he's just like you know i don't know he needs some new hobbies it seems needs some new hobbies well there you guys have it dave if they don't know well you let them know where we can find you yeah today i'm i'm reviewing my my vanderpump thoughts specifically on my podcast bachelor rush hour um i got the instagram right there they can follow me there for show dates i'll be in nashville monday night for a stand-up show uh which is random i'm going to be there for a podcast and then i'll be in new york city june 6th that whole week i've got stand-up shows and then uh, arizona seattle and um color denver and some other dates so if you live in any of those markets or los angeles Follow me on Instagram and I'll let you know when I have shows and um, check out the podcast Bachelor Rush Hour every afternoon. Hey, Dave, as always, thank you so much for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Thanks again for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And guys, don't forget that we are going live tomorrow for Hot Messy Topics at 12 p.m. Eastern. We have another Atlanta interview coming your way and we will see you guys so very soon. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.